What is this in her hand? Mm. Yeah, I have a Babies, maybe? It maybe looks baby? like some a goat, a sheep, a cat, white maybe. Poo. White poo? Yeah. I'll go with a cat. Ah, uh, Swimcasters, uh, show about RPGs and stuff like that. I am Toaster, uh, I'm a cowboy, but let's get into the show. <laughs> Cause it's gonna be the future soon, and I won't always be this way. Hey guys, this is John, and I'm just here to let you know that this episode we're going to be talking a lot about the RPG Pharaohs Challenge that happened in 2019 in Shushkan and Scarab, and then we're going to have some board game reviews for you too, so sit back and enjoy. Hey everybody, here's a bunch of jerks sitting around talking about stuff. Alright, so hey everybody. Hey! Hey! hey. 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 What's we have, up? We have, a, we have a lot of folks around the table because uh, we're here to talk about our experiences at the... Scarab, um, whatever it was called, our RPG Pharaohs Challenge for 2019, and our experience at the Pharaohs Challenge, RPG Challenge, that is, at Shushcon 2019. So, I'm John, and at the table I have, in no particular order, starting from the left and going around, <laughs> Ruby, uh, Calvin, Nini, Niblet, Niblet. <laughs> you haven't been called Niblet Tim. in a while. I know, right? Yes, and Tim. So, first off, hey guys, how's it going? Um, so, it's um, you know, it's, it's like fantastic, you know? Yeah. I guess I asked for that. You totally yeah. did. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in January 2019, we started off the year with a, with a bang. We had the Scarab 2019 RPG Pharaohs Challenge. Uh, we had three GMs. Bang. At least uh, At least two of the people here at this table were, um, were judge roles. Yes, that yep. was me. That, that was you, me. Uh, Ruby and Calvin. And uh, Nini and Niblet played in the game. And then uh, Tim and I got to sit at another table and and watch them. And suffer. watch me suffer. What? Oh, watch you were them sitting the closest to me. Watch them experience the RPG Ferris Challenge. So, uh, what, what game system were we using for the RPG Ferris Challenge at Scarab? We were using Era Silence. By Shades of Vengeance. Okay, that's that. That's that one of those games that that guy Ed's always coming on and talking. Yeah, about. <laughs> yeah. I that um, guy. I have short term memory loss, so I do not even remember what I was using. That's the system. It, we already system. told you. Yeah. It was all the same. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We every, were all using the same system. Every every ju- uh, judge, every GM. GM was using the same system. Okay. So what's what's a basic gist of? Okay. Right, However. They were all using a different set of music. Correct. Um, Magical, mystical, throw-in items. Yeah. No, your I believe your GM got took chose the silly, the silly soundtrack. soundtrack thing. So mine yeah, chose. It was a little silly. Opposites and uh, Calvin's had what, magic? magic. We had magic. Yeah. yeah. So each of the way okay. what what this was is whoop. whoop. So what this was is each GM chose based on one of those names. Uh, there was another one called Condes that no one chose. Right. Um, they had four songs that they had to incorporate into this particular game system. It was Era, 
Silence, which was basically the same. You use the D10s, it's the normal era line. But Silence was a different sort of game than the rest of them. The players weren't allowed to talk to each other in character. So the GM kind of had to narrate, and you saw a lot of pantomiming at the table and people trying to communicate non-verbally about what their character wants to communicate. So... As the GM, he could talk to any of us, tell whatever he wanted, whatever they wanted. Okay. So, Ruby, your your GM was uh, David Shaw. Yes. And um, just to note, he was the winner this year. That's right. So, what do you what did you think of your experience with him? He's he's actually a fairly experienced GM, mostly with the uh, the PFS side, the Pathfinder Society side. Um. Yeah. He he was very animated as far as himself Mm -hmm. (laughs) um he seemed to know the rules pretty solidly for having just picked up the system and like you said being a heavily pathfinder person which is very rules heavy versus era which isn't super rules heavy it's very Mm -hmm. very light actually oddly Um, enough yeah for 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 that system right um the overall he did really good Um, But I think he fell into the same thing that all of the same GMs fell into is he pre-assigned the songs to different areas of a map that they were given. Uh And because us as players didn't hit the four different songs, we only hit one of them. Okay. Um, So he only used one of the four songs, which I know I graded him down for. Um, I believe all the others did too. (laughs) Yeah, so. it's, it, from what I, from what I heard, it sounded it sounded like um, a lot of the GMs either didn't quite use all the songs or, or kind of shoehorned yeah. a couple of them in there. Um, but uh, overall, he did really good. He he made sure everyone was having a lot of fun. Um, I was chaos incarnate and kind of drove people. Imagine that, right, Tim? Yeah, go figure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I kind of drove people when they started like kind of shrugging and not knowing what to do. I would just say, eh. And just literally run off and they would be like, oh, crap, where is she? And and follow. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, Calvin, I know you were judging for Sam Sampson, who I, I still think is an assumed name. <laughs> it's and not. Sam, Sam's also a, another fairly experienced GM. He does a lot of stuff. I think he's been doing some Star Wars stuff, some uh, Dungeon Crawl classic stuff. I know he used to do a lot of PFS stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. We. So how was how was your game? Um. We were actually going into about, what, halfway into the game. We were like, I don't think he's used any songs. And then and then we, the more we thought about it, we were like, wait a minute. He's yes, using he the songs, but he's not, like, just blatantly going, here's the songs. Mm-hmm. And, then, okay. and then even at the end, we were sitting there going, I think it's that he used this one this way and, I, and this one like this. But then as we progressed, because they were, you know, they were all it was fairly really similar. Yeah. Okay. It was really vague how he used the song. Um, but but once once he kind of pointed out, it was like, uh-huh. I see what you did there. Because right. um, at the end of the game, the, the GMs were supposed to show you, tell you, you know, these right. are the, the songs. That were and, I, and so I think he used all of them. It just, like, I, I didn't pick up on it until literally 
on some of them until he was like explaining this it. is th- at least at least one of the tables actually at one point i heard music coming that was from mine the table. yeah the one that <laughs> okay. he ended up actually playing that we went to was the janelle monet tightrope okay yeah all right so ours was um interesting and i i think th- i think he had set um scenarios for the songs kind of but he he just kind of, it, he didn't really pick a spot on the map where they were supposed to go down. He just kind of worked them into whatever it, it, Yeah, chose. wherever we yeah. chose, he just kind of nice. worked the songs in. But it so. was so vague that if I didn't know, like, the the, the verse of the song, because most of them I knew the verses of the song, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have guessed that it's that song. Right, the players didn't actually know right. what songs they were going right, to be. Not, Only right. the GMs and the judges knew the songs. Mm-hmm. Until the end, when they in had fact, to explain them, the players Sam, didn't Sam even necessarily some, uh, know. Sam had some classic rock. In yes, there, yeah. In his, if I recall correctly, yeah. yes. Everyone else, we had, had some really deep dives into our music library for their songs. <laughs> uh, okay, well, cool. What do you think of Era Silence, the the system itself? Um, I enjoyed it, though. Uh, if if I had to pick a game to play, I probably wouldn't, and and only because I talk too much. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. Mm-hmm. I, I talk Cal- way too much. Talon's got to talk. So. Okay. You can't particularly role play if you don't talk. It's, it's like, tough. Well, it's you can. It's just, it's just tough. Yeah. And especially if you are if you like to talk. So it was kind of a challenge for the players as well yeah. as the GM. Right. But it was how was the GM going to handle a setting where the players aren't allowed to talk to each other, mm-hmm. but their elements are music-based. Right. It's yeah. not that we couldn't hear things. It's just we couldn't speak to each other. So, Yes, more or less. Yes, yes. So the other table, um, the GM was Petra Callahan, who I want to say this was her first time really GMing a tabletop game. She comes from more of a LARP background and um, a Callahan background. A lot of board games, so. a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Donald Dennis, um, who is from some... Place. I don't know. He was the, the, the judge for that game. Yes. Um, but sitting at his table playing was Niblet, as she's being called currently. So, how was your game? She chose the silly one, um, which. Was I very think, silly. Well, it was. I think that really hurt her a lot because of her background LARPing. And the type of songs they were, because they were uh-huh. really a varied bag of mixed nuts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And okay. so I think it ended up in a disadvantage for her. What do you think of it? Mm. I don't want to be mean. Well, let, <laughs> let, let's start with an easy question. So what do you think of the of the system for error silence? I think... That people need to be a little bit more creative with the way they're communicating, because my table was just sitting there, not really. So you had trying boring players. To commu- yeah. Not to com- like they weren't really trying to communicate, and they were talking. Mm. I was like, hmm. Interesting. Oh, not our table. At we one were, at one point, we I I had I had flipped over my my paper and uh-huh. wrote on the back of it, uh-huh. and then showed people what I was trying to say. <laughs> Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure I may have come like up that. with some rude gestures oh, on yeah. accident, you know, at some point. I, I'm like my father. I need to communicate 
Okay. So, so you you had a, a definitely a, a big challenge ahead of you because of the players and because of the the GMs. I'll, I'll say lack of experience with with GMing per se. And, yeah. And and plus you kind of walked in and it was like, oh, sit at this table. <laughs> <laughs> if I recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So you got thrown to the wolves. Well, um, you did come in late, so you know. Well, well, Tim and I were sitting in the back. Uh, yeah, what did watching. you guys see? What, what did you think of, of watching this? Well, I'm going to say I, w- I was thoroughly disappointed. I was hoping to see a lot more interpretive dance going on, <laughs> considering that there was music and yeah. people couldn't there was no music. speak. The only person that played the music was David Shaw. Well, I, so did, I, I, I was, did hear a song coming from Petra's table. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so I was music. thoroughly disappointed in that regard. But Which song was it? It was, it was the, the weirdest hey. one. Don't touch me. Oh, okay. Brack show. Got it. That one. I chose that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. Sorry. But it was... I will try to make sure that I throw in more interpretive dance in every game that I play for you. You should, Kevin. I I already have two videos of I was going to say, it's because I'm I'm not... It's not... it's, It's not above me. Uh, it's I, not below I, him. It's or like below right me. There. Wasn't it's, it's right there Cobalt? on my uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I know. My babies. I think that's what one of yeah, them was. Yeah, he totally was dancing oh, yeah. on my. Cobalt. I, I, I guess, remember the year of Gnomecon with the little hat that you stole from someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the same year that I started barking in the middle of a uh, middle of the con. Yes, Maybe. but we are here to talk about the RPG Fairest Challenge, Challenge Day. Yes. Yes, I yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about about that experience? Our experience was kind of meh because we were sitting there just kind of watching and, well, and doing did, other. It, con it, it was. <laughs> I, I will say it was a rather quiet experience for a con room <laughs> at a convention because it was especially, especially quiet. So so you weren't there for the very beginning oh, part of it. Great. But it was so strange because I heard all the GMs like do their first little narrative part and then it just got dead silent. <laughs> For, very, about, very odd. for about 10, 15 minutes at yeah. the very least. I think we really played the... I think we really threw the players for a loop. Yeah. I think this was... This really was more of a... I want to say a challenge for the players, but it, it definitely was a challenge for the players as well as the GM. Right. And so like we said, uh, the the winner for this year's uh, Scarab mm-hmm. RPG Pharaoh's Challenge was David Shaw. So, yay, congratulations yay. to David Shaw. Yay. Um, if you're listening, you should go find David Shaw on Facebook and uh, congratulate him. and Give um, him a big thumbs up. Give him a big thumbs up or, or Facebook pokes or something like that. I think I think pokes are still a thing. I, are wow, they? you're old. I didn't, you say, are. I didn't say the Facebook. Yeah, but John, you didn't. That was so totally last year. Yes. Are you been gramming? You should, you, should, you should gram him. And, now... Oh. All right. All, right. Like, all jokes aside, though, are pokes still a thing? Yes, <laughs> they are. Yes, they yes, are. They are. No, nobody does it. I, yeah. yeah. I just, that's how you, oh, that's how you okay, so, it. Was so I'm going to go out and poke everyone poke now. All right, guys. Come on. Right. Come on. So then March rolls around, and uh, pretty much all, well, yeah, all of us here at the table, we made our way down to Polly's Island, South Carolina, and we got to run... Um, we got to run the RPG Ferris Challenge again for ShushCon. Shh. Hi. He's trying to talk. Um, so we got to run it for Shushcon, but this time we used a completely different game system and completely different random rules. We did. So this yeah. time the game system was one from ninth level games called Mazes. It's not even out yet. That's right. It was very much a beta release manuscript thing 
that I managed to convince uh, Ninth Level Games to to give us for it was amazing. It was amazing, as I kept. It saying. really was. It, it I was really a, liked I, it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was um, fun. Yeah, it was a neat little, especially neat little the black system. magic. <laughs> so, so we got, <laughs> so we got, we got a very different, uh, very different, different vibe. Uh, vibe, and and at the table, Which all of us, all of us were were there for it. I really, I do really enjoy the fact that you do it at Scarab, and then you also do it at. Shushcon, because they are two different beasts. Even yeah. even if you use the same system, you get a totally different feel and vibe from a different convention. Right. So if any other um, convention out there would like for me to run the RPG Fairers Challenge for them, please let me know at least a month in advance. Yes. Um, you can contact me at swarmcast at gmail. Excuse me. I'm about to give out the wrong email. <laughs> at swarmcastpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Shameless plug. So let's talk about this Shushkan one because I was ju- I was a judge, Ruby was a judge, yeah, Tim was a judge, yes, and this time Niblet over here, she decided she wanted to GM, and this was what your first time actually GMing for, yeah. for anybody. So I'll I'll start with you. How did you feel about it? Um, when you first handed me that packet, it was a little thick, and I was like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna get through this? But then I started reading it, and it started making more sense. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, after I read the whole thing, got an idea of what I wanted to do. Okay. And I wasn't as nervous. And so... Well, I want to make a note that all of the GMs that were at Shushkind were either absolutely brand new to to running a game or were only had like five games under their belt, period. Right. So everyone, every, right. all four of them were very, very new. And the one that you judged for, John, uh-huh. was so new that she had never actually played, never played a role-playing game. Right. Right. So, Much but less GM. Right. So. Ever. Right. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> like I said, totally different feel than the one at Scarab. All right. So, so. That morning, Saturday morning, I go, here, Brooklyn, here's your, your package with the game. <coughs> niblet. Or niblet, sorry. Niblet, here's your package with the game. You got to read through it. And then I said, oh, by the way, at 11 o'clock today, we're going to go into this one conference room and talk with Chris O'Neill of Ninth Level Games so you can ask him questions about about his game system. What do you think about that? I thought that was pretty cool and like a unique experience because mm-hmm. you – not everybody's going to be able to sit there and call the game producer right, you know, right. and ask them questions personally. I mean, I suppose Tim would be like, oh, I'll just get Robin lost. <laughs> we joke about that. But <laughs> probably, I, he, Tim, he, Tim would. Well, I mean, he's pretty friendly. Yeah. To me, at least. Though, he doesn't like anybody. No, I'm kidding. He's, I don't know. He's Canadian. He likes everybody. I didn't have very many questions. Uh-huh. The only question I really had was about attack and... Uh, monsters. Okay. Okay. And then, after that, I gave you guys your random elements, which were pieces from this game, this storytelling board game called Tall Tales. Yes. In which you got some cards that had some locations on it, and a big fistful of these little rubber... Uh, they ended up with ten. Little rubber people and things, things. That you had to work into your game. And yeah. you got a little bit over an hour to, to work those into your game. Mine were actually pretty easily introduced because you got like I a already, dragon and a I already, wizard and some. i already had like a good idea yeah. and they really worked with it good 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 
All right, so shall we talk to our judges then about our experiences? Yeah, 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 let's do that. Uh, the other judge was Chris Bell. He's not here, but I th- oh, none of us were at his table. Where were we? Well, I guess Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Oh, he, yeah. Brooklyn was at his table. Uh, <laughs> how is he as a judge? Uh, which Chris <laughs> Bell was the previous year ShushCon winner. That's right. Chris That's was way judge. more involved than the other characters. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with Tim. So Tim, you're... Um, your GM was, I believe he was what, Lynn? Lynn. Yes. Yeah. Lynn, Lynn Theory. Check her out on Twitch. I think she's got a Twitch. Yes, Twitch. So how was, how was your GM? Uh, she was pretty good, uh, especially considering the fact that she had both me playing the most chaotic mage there is, and Calvin, who was just playing, and, himself. playing I was, himself. I was playing a fully armored goblin wielding two shields. Oh, he was Dublin the Goblin. I was Dublin the Goblin. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And ah, we, Dublin, we probably threw her game so off a course so many times. And she was able to roll with it. Okay. Uh, Lynn Very, was well. the winner of Lynn was the winner. edition. So, you know, you guys obviously liked her game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nini was playing her game too. Yeah. Did you guys have somebody else at your table? Nope. It was, just, it was, just, just, three. It was just the three of us wreaking I mean, havoc. I mean, that's enough though, right? Yeah. It was that's a lot of fun though. three. I, I, I really, I felt bad for both Nini and <laughs> because Because you were there? Because me and Tim were just like, there, if, even if she was trying to railroad the game, <laughs> our railroad had no tracks. <laughs> they derailed the railroad. Literally derailed a railroad. Yes. In yeah. <laughs> she goes like looking at me. Nope. And you're like, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't even know like, how to handle this. You know. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So what do you think of the system? What do you think of the, the actual system itself? Mazes, the ninth level game. Uh, I thought it was a very good system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see a little bit more tweaking in the magic because <laughs> I know I was able to pretty much anything. destroy anything with my magic. Didn't you summon okay. death on somebody? Or no, something? I invoked death. death. You invo- invoked death, yeah. Yes, oh, and the little... Trainee flower thing at the beginning. Come on, Death, you <laughs> yeah, own Yeah, yeah, yeah. Training flower. Yeah. Interesting. Training flower. Training flower. Neat. Yeah, it was her way of introducing us to oh. you know, kind of like a combat. video game tutorial. Gotcha. And also, of training. Right. Well, hold, on, training. hold on, everyone be quiet for a second. Yes. But that was interesting because one of her things was a little flower, so she put oh, that. Oh, neat. So you get yeah. flower. Yeah, so all of, the, all of her elements were like objects in the the game that we interacted with or part of the theme or murdered. Okay. I only have one complaint. We, what was your complaint? Well, what's your, what was your complaint? They didn't even go to my dragon. What? Did That's you, your did fault you use then. The, did you get to use the dragon in your game? I mean, yeah, it was a part of the game. You're like, there's a dragon. You should go to it. And they and went the like, other way. Eh. <laughs> no, I didn't say they should go to it. I was like, there's a dragon over here. It's messing stuff up. What are you going to do about it? He's, he's destroying everything that you guys care about and love. What We're going to go the other it? way. Go, eh. I was well, like, we, can yeah. love, we can love other things. You know, there's a point in the game that you just have to lay down some track and just railroad the game. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, like fun. Lynn tried I mean, to do with you too. Brooklyn did come in second, correct? That's right. It was a yeah. solid second. Too. Yeah. It was the, the, the point-wise and everything else, it was very, very close between you and Lynn. 
<laughs> so good job, Brooklyn. Second. Good job. Solid second. It was a solid second. As I look at the golden poo over there. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Anyway, that wasn't what he meant by solid second. That's not what I meant. As opposed to Ronnie's second. Because I got the golden poo. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, that's right. So, um. So who, uh, so Ruby, who was your I had Violet as Mm -hmm. my GM, and she was really super nervous. Uh, as far as that went, she was probably the most experienced GM <laughs> yes, that was five, there. At five, at five GM whole sessions. GM sessions, right? And most of them were very recent. Oh my! Yeah, um, she was very, very concerned about hitting the time marks that you had set because there were. Uh, so when people like got up early before the three o'clock break, oh, she was and freaking out. She was freaking out. She's like, uh, "Why uh, are those tables? Yeah, why are they why empty?" Are they? Are, uh, I'm like, you can let people go early. It's okay. You don't have to be right on time, you know. And and it was one of those. She kept watching the clock. She actually set a timer, you know. Um, so she I mean, she managed okay. her time very well. Um, but she used it. She used her components very literally. Okay. Uh, so you know, she had a loaf of bread and a um, an old granny, and uh, you know, she actually had a lot of people. Everything was very literal in her game. Uh, she probably, uh, as much chaos as Tim and Calvin create, (laughs) we had an eight, seven-year-old little boy that literally would just run, yeah, Yeah. would just run and attack things, or he would eat chicken constantly, because we found a larder at one point, and he stole all the chicken, and it was funny the first 10 times he did it but literally the second half of the game that's pretty much the only words he said i'm gonna eat chicken here you want chicken raw chicken Uh, right right, like i'm gonna poison all the chicken um so so violet had a very very hard time she kept the story going Mm -hmm. but she had a very hard time she kind of saw right off the bat when literally the first the 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 elk he just ran up and attacked without before she oh. finished her sentence. Wow. So she kind of saw where the writing was on that and, and just kind of went with it. That kid is destined for, for gaming greatness. Yeah. <laughs> He's already on his way to Wednesday night. To, to being a Wednesday night. To working at KFC's. So Violet did very good for being as nervous as she was and having a a a young um, child at the table. Okay. So my GM, well, what did you think of Mazes? Oh, I liked First it. I, I have fond memories of an even pre-beta test of something. Of Codename Awesome, awesome which I know Tim was there for that. Yes, of, it was awesome. I don't remember if really you were. St- I was no, not in on that. Oh, you were, you were playing PFS. Yeah. You yeah. were heavily yeah. in PFS Probably. land at that time. You missed out on, on a... Uh, literally awesome um, an extreme, extreme adventure awesome game <laughs> yes the less we um, say about that the better because yeah. yeah. it yeah. gets into adult stuff it gets into really questionable Very. territory yeah <laughs> <laughs> no um i liked it i liked it a lot okay. i'm i'm excited to see the final product yeah. and i know that we will definitely be backing it and not just because we are ninth level fans but we may have already Back. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, that that kickstart that kickstart is already flown. Oh, okay. 
But we backed it. Uh, but Woo! other people will be able to buy it once it's available. All right, John. Hooray. What about your GM? <laughs> All right. So my GM uh, was Magic Lady. And she literally walked into the con and said, oh, what's that? And then Donald Dennis said, you should sign up for it. And she did. And then she did. And then we, we found out um, shortly after she talked with Chris O'Neill or shortly before that. Yeah. That uh, she had never done any tabletop RPG anything ever. No playing, wow. no playing, running. Playing, no GMing. Yeah, Hadn't really that. heard of it. You know, I think know. she was mostly coming from a uh, video CCG game. video game and maybe a little board game kind of background. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was so, so for, for all of us involved, it was a bit of a shock. It was like a whoa. Oh, okay. She had probably the most laid back players and judge because John That's can right. roll with anything. Yeah, and it was me and it was uh, Liz, and, Liz Mary. and Mary of Scarab fame. Right. And they both run a lot for children. Uh, one's a teacher, one's a, a, tech, a nurse tech person. Uh-huh. Um, and she runs the, the kids track at Scarab. So they're both super patient and easygoing. Right. I mean, you and couldn't have asked for a better table for a brand new and And a lot, of, a lot of their gaming uh, style, a lot of the stuff they run tends to lean more towards the narrative type right. of games and stuff like that, too. So it was a very interesting experience for us. Um, it, it got a little shaky there towards the middle, but but we were able to we we talked with Magic Lady and gave her some some pointers on on some things that that we like to do as, as GMs in these types of games. To right. Kind of, to help yeah. Her out. Everyone at your table then, uh, was is a GM of some form or fashion. Right. 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 So so it was neat. Um, I could t- see it was kind of shaky at first. She wasn't sure like how much control she was supposed to actually give us and and sort of take from us as it were okay so um a lot of the story kind of was it was a bit it was a little railroady at parts not a little it was very railroady at parts yeah. <laughs> i mean because you know she was like well, I... this is the story i want to tell so what are you guys doing well i'm doing this well okay but you end up doing this thing that i planned personally <laughs> even though lynn won i'm super impressed with magic lady the fact that she I agree. Literally, she's never played out. before, right. so she didn't know. Well, what was your first time when you saw D and D? You had no clue. Uh, yeah, okay, I guess. So imagine. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, so just jumping straight into this, right? And the <laughs> and, this, and you know, it's like you've never done it before, but here's impressive. a game that's not even finished, finished. yet. Right. <laughs> right. You've got an hour. you got two hours. <laughs> I, am, I am also going to say that after that, she played in the next two sessions of oh, gaming. Yeah. And yeah. she seemed to really, She really was really get getting into, into it. it. Yeah. So I'm really glad she participated. Me too. Yeah. Even though she didn't win, I'm really glad she got that experience. Right. We created a new gamer. I know, right? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Life goals? Yeah, actually life goals. Yeah, and all I kept thinking was like, well, if she had been at that table with like Ruby's oh. players. Or, or Calvin. Or uh, that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, she had no, no, Calvin no, and I Tim would like to think that Calvin would... Have toned it I down and yeah. not has been. I don't know. Depends I mean, if he was him. in his evil self or he's got not. Those, he's got yeah. those beady eyes, and I definitely had beady eyes that day. Like, <laughs> and you know, well, because when we started, right, we were kind of like we were doing stuff, but it it was like testing the water. Yeah. And the more that we found that she could just roll with it, like the more, the, we let it, the more it snowballed. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like a landslide. You just one little pebble, and then next thing you know, the half mountain's coming down. Yeah. Well, oh, I would I have that. thought that she had DM'd a lot before <laughs> us. Yeah. Uh, She's probably more... She probably is at... Uh, we're, we're talking about... Oops, sorry. 
We're talking about Lynn. Yeah. Lynn, I think, is probably coming more from a more narrative-based kind of RPG fate. kind of background. Fate. Anyway, so yeah. Yeah. she played so a lot of fate. So that helps out a lot. And Fifth Ed, she said. She's played Fifth Ed. Oh, okay. That's narrative design. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, so, I mean, Shadow overall, and Fifth Ed's pretty good, you know. <laughs> a little crunchy. So, no, overall, D&D. overall, <laughs> I think the Shushkan, I think, well, I think the Scarab edition and the Shushkan edition both went over well. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, two I agree. totally different beasts. Very neat to, to participate in both of them. Right. Um, yeah. And we, we definitely do a, a good job of putting it together based off of the type of convention that. Correct. We're Which going is to. why Shushkan got a different system and a different type of mm-hmm. elements. Yeah, I knew I knew a little bit better what to, what kind of stuff to expect for them. Yeah. So, all right. Well, cool. Uh, any any last thoughts about the RPG Pharaohs Challenge? Any any With, last little comments? Things that you might want to see happen? Well, things like I, that. I I look forward to to do it for to next year's you know Pharaohs Challenge. For one, it's it's always entertaining. It's always a new system. Whether you're um. Participating as a judge or right, because Calvin was a GM one year. Yeah. He's been a player. Mm-hmm. He. So I've been all the way around the table right. with it. Um, and you, did you GM when I was running the contest? Or? Yes. Okay. Under a different. <clears throat> different yes, name. under a different under a different title. <laughs> uh, <laughs> needless to say, it it was it was fun then, um, it, and I've enjoyed. Um, being part of in one way, one shape or another of, of it since then. Mm-hmm. So, and I know Tim, you've you've uh, you've now played, judged, and and were a GM as well. Yes. So, so what are your thoughts on that? Uh, <laughs> well, I haven't played. I haven't. I haven't GM'd in the new revision of this. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. it would be. <laughs> keep thinking about it but oh uh-huh. yeah you have some uh interesting games you come up with yes well that's part well, of the challenge the i know is is he has to balance the the how easy will it be for someone to actually learn right versus in other words he's not going to throw gurps at someone oh i was just thinking that no, specific, don't throw that gurps. specific right. example i was going to say no. i'm not going to give gurps to somebody right you know i'm going to tell palladium. you what i'm looking forward to palladium maybe but not. <laughs> oh, palladium wow. wow i could have run palladium i tell you what i don't anyone else could <laughs> and, I, and i'm throwing down the gauntlet oh. right now Uh-oh. niblet Uh-oh. oh you year, want a challenge next oh. year me and you, head to head here. All right, all right, maybe next year be because because oh I, I'm gosh. just gonna tell you, those others who might want to come and try to GM, good luck. But uh, my goal is to take you down. Oh, all right. So while they're yelling back and forth, uh, someone <laughs> else right. gonna scoop in and go. I'm just gonna uh, yeah. GM it. Maybe there'll be a uh, Swarmcast throwdown next year. <laughs> all right. I mean, previous to this whole thing, we were throwing shade at each other for both making second place. So because we both we both competed both as GMs, two. and, we both and they're both number place. two. They are both solid number two. In fact, uh, okay. In fact, Calvin won a number two. The, the golden number two <laughs> for his for his uh, heroics at Shushkan. For my performance as Dublin the Goblin, yeah. number uh, two. Number two. Now, there was. 
There you got is, a little number two. Well, maybe, but the, he, he, there is no number one. He is number one. Like, that's... There's well, no then there is two. a number one. There's just but there's no number two. two. Well, yeah, I wasn't going to give a, yeah. oh, wow, a jug of number wow. one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eliminate. Yeah. So, yes. Add lemonade oh. for you because you're number one. <laughs> lemonade. <laughs> Brutalizer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family-friendly event. Yeah. The con right. was. The con the was. The con was a family-friendly event. Right. Family Swarmcast is not. Um, family-friendly? Family-friendly. Friendly family. All right, so are we done now? So we can get on with playing. I, guess, I can uh, scream. Unless there was any other last words. No, go on, uh, let's go. No. I just wanted to say. Uh huh. The fight is on. Mm. I buy goats. Oh what? <laughs> I don't know. I was hoping you were going to say challenge accepted, but it sounds like you're just backing down. Challenge accepted. Okay, I'll see you next year. Oh, uh, you live with him. You'll no, I mean, I mean, I like mean, on the GM floor. I mean, on on the yeah. Where she'll get <sighs> at least second place again. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I think you'll both get second place. Podcast at gmail dot <laughs> the following audio was recorded at the RPG Ferris Challenge 2019 at Scarab Gaming Convention in January, and then at ShushCon 2019 in, well, ShushCon. So we apologize ahead of time for the questionable quality of some of the audio, but enjoy. So it's Scarab 2019, and we're getting ready to start the surprise round, as it were, for the RPG Ferris Challenge. Here are three of our contestants right now. Uh, I'll just uh, ask you to introduce yourself real quick. Uh, so who do we have first? I'm David Shaw. And you haven't done, you have not participated in any of these before, right? I, I have not. I've been coming to Scarab for about five or six years, but uh, no, this is the first time I've done the Pharaoh's Challenge. Okay. And we have a returning uh, GM player, whatever. He's, he's been all over the place on this, Dan Sampson. Yep, Sam Sampson from Clemson area. This will be my third uh, uh, go at BGG. And I believe you won one of the other. No, you no, came close. You came close. Yeah, we got second the first time, yes. Okay. Well, good luck to you on this Thank one. You. Thank you. And we have with us uh, somebody who is fairly new to the whole GMing thing. Petra uh, Callahan. <laughs> so, you, so you're excited, you're nervous? Yes. You're looking forward to this? Yes. All right. Well, they've already been given their, their systems, which has been the era silence system. Um, what have you guys thought about it so far? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a neat world. I like the concept. Um, the, the silence aspect was makes it a very different table. I'm, I'm used to having interactions, social interactions via talking, so that'll change things significantly, so we'll see. But it looks okay. cool. Okay. Uh, I think the system's fine. It's a D10 uh, system where you roll each die is compared to the threshold, kind of like a white wolf type game. But um, so, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, the silence aspect will be interesting, yes, <laughs> as he said. Okay. I think the silence aspect is awesome because I game D&D with two 11-year-old twins and they are very competitive so we had to get a 
talking stick for our D&D games. So I think we need to play this game with them. Um, and yes, I like the, I think the game mechanics are simplified, which is awesome for something like this, where we're introducing players to a game. Okay. Well, let's, uh, and we do have a, there's a fourth player, the, the uh, mysterious masked GM, as it says on Warhammer. And it's not here yet, so I don't know when they're going to show up. Uh, but we'll go ahead and get you guys your stuff because you've got to you've got to prep the game. If you get the system, now they got to figure out what it is they're going to use to make their adventure. So what we're going to do is we have a playlist of four songs based off of the, the name that you guys chose on the little book set that you did, that you have. And those four songs uh, just use those to kind of to give you ideas for what type of game you're going to make. It's up to you how you want to use that for your game. If you just want to use that to, uh, to influence what you think the adventure is going to be, or, or what. It's completely up to you. Alright? So let's see. Uh, this is the, the game, the one that you chose was... Opposites. Opposites. That's it. And of course, we'll, I have ways of getting this, this, these songs actually too. Here's your Opposites playlist, okay? It's Opposites Tracked by Paolo Duel. From the Pinnacle to the Pit by Ghost, Tightrope by Janelle Monet, and Honeybee by Stephen Howard Giraffe. <laughs> All right. So this will be interesting. Uh, uh, I'm going to choose that one. Oh, actually, no, that's going to be Let's see, the playlist you chose was Magic. Magic. Uh, yours is going to be, I don't, I don't have a little slip right now, unfortunately. Uh, Calvin Corn ran off with it. Oh, yeah. That He's my judge, I think he's a great guy. But he's going to be your team. <laughs> <laughs> but your playlist is going to be uh, Black Magic Woman by St. Kim. Okay. Um, Abracadabra by uh, Steve Nippus, the other band. Okay. Um, let's see if I can remember what else it is. Uh, the song Magic, or the name Magic by uh, Robin Thicke. <laughs> and. The, third, the fourth one is a but it's, uh, it should be interesting. Alright, and you chose the silly playlist. Yes. Uh, so you have Secret Mission from the soundtrack to Gallivant. Um, I Fell Asleep on My Arm by the Aquabats. I'm All Bloody Inside by Liam Lynch. And Don't Touch Me from Space Ghost featuring Brad. <laughs> and you also need to get one of these wonderful adventure scents. Uh, they are the fishing duck scented adventure scent to use however you see fit in your game. It's just a part of Basically, you open it up and it smells like a fishing duck. Excellent. Or not a way of a city. It smells like a fishing duck. Fishing duck. I thought you said fish and duck. Fish and duck. Probably pretty close. Alright, so we're going to let them get to it. Oh, oh, by the way, this is the room we're going to be playing in, so feel free to sit up the room however you need to do that. Okay. <laughs> we only have one round table. So, so we have to fight for it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Right, put together, put together really some round table. I think we're good. The 2019 RPG Pharaoh's Challenge is in progress. Over here we have Sam Sampson's table starting up. David Shaw's table's over here. They're already rolling a lot of dice. 
Hmm. Interesting stuff could be happening. Well, you still re-roll. Okay. Yeah. Surely, she's judging it. And over here we have Petra. Petra's table. Yeah, you're pretty sure you got this. Still could be anyone's game. Problem about so high up the ground it has water Characters are complex things that should not be defended by one thing. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think that she was You don't have thirst or hunger here, so it would be purely for your own. Right, so instead, I'm going to like taste it without trying to actually play with the serenium. It's very neutral, if I can. I mean, it's not, it doesn't have, it, it's just water. It doesn't have any, like, metallic, it really, I mean, being that your whole refreshing wouldn't really be your persona. You, you look at it like, this is just very, like, the essence of water. But that sort of is like, uh, Eventually, it actually kind of fuses into his hands. You've all now, assuming you take this ability, you may all now have the carnival ability, which is so mark three dots on your fireball. Fireball, which is F, yep. So it has an area effect of three meters, so you find a center point, a vertex on the map, when it comes up to that. That means you roll three dice as well. The damage threshold is six, and the kill threshold is So I think the, I'll double check those rules. Well, let's, let's look at one quick. Five successes and then one. Five successes. As Okay, so now the bridge goes across. She skillfully made it go across the cavern where anybody who is not on the other side yet can kind of land on it and go across. Who is taking the bridge? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I really hope you're pushing. I'm sure it's in Okay, great. Alright, so we're getting ready to announce the winner of the 2019 RPG Pharaohs Challenge. So again, with our competitors, we had David Shaw. Sam Sampson yeah! and Petra Callahan. Woo! So what did you guys think of the competition? I had a good time. Uh, started out a little little sluggish, but then it then we then it got pretty good. I and mean, I really like the uh, <laughs> 
the uh, the playlist concept was pretty cool. Okay. So what was the name of the game again? Era Silence. Okay. And that's put out by uh, Shades of Vengeance Publishing. Check them out. It was excellent. No, the game was a lot of fun. I had really players that were willing to take that leap of faith, so that made it really well. That Their was the table was too loud. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I called Dave the louder in my office for good reason. I'll lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's get to it. Let's let's see what the results were. Okay. So uh, coming in at third place, uh, it was it was actually the numbers and such, and running with the judges. There was a lot of, there was definitely a lot of close competition as far as a lot of a lot of it went. So for coming in third place. This GM had a lot, uh, a lot they really had to work with. They really had to put a lot of effort into it, and so that's still very commendable. So, Petra, you get the third place prize. It is a bad it's, it's not musical. bad for my first time. It's got, it's got yes. musical, yes, it's got musical somewhat because of all the music, uh, so that you can continue to uh, be dramatic and stuff. There's a little. Oh yeah. You get a. Uh, uh, whatever, what is that? Keep up. Keep up. Keep up. Uh, and a force hammer. hammer. Because, you. You are, because you are worthy and because I had a lot of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so it still comes down to uh, first place and second place. So, uh, Sam, I know for your game, um, they all had a lot of fun and really got into it. And, uh, I know Cal- They're not saying that they didn't have fun at Petra's game. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, Calvin really, really liked the fact that uh, that he had to really think about. Uh, he was trying to think of like songs that you were trying to incorporate. Oh, okay. And so when he, so when he, when he got to certain points, he was like, "Oh, I get it. I see exactly." What he's doing. So he really liked the way he used a lot of the lyrics and stuff to kind of that oh, those, those adventures and uh, plus getting to fight dragon at the end. David, everybody was really excited at your table just because of a. It just seemed like your table had a lot of energy. They, they said that as a jam, you just threw a lot of energy as well. And uh, it seemed like the rule set you picked up. For, for a rule set that you've never seen before, you picked it up pretty quickly, pretty easily. So that's what made this this part really hard to pick the uh, first and second place uh, winners of the RPG Pharaohs Challenge here at Scarab 2019. Woo! <laughs> so it was uh, pretty close. But coming in second place, Sam Sampson. Where's your badge? Congratulations, thank you. Okay. You get a copy of Era Silence, the full game. It was signed by Ed Jallet, nice. the head of the Change of Vengeance and creator of the games. Okay. You also get a key fuck, a Thor's hammer. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> this nifty dice rolling cup that oh, yeah. uh, has all sorts of nifty, nifty high rolls and has some dice in it. Oh, what's it please? Hey, one of our uh, Scarab 2019 nice. swag bags filled with all sorts of goodies. A copy of the incredibly heavy uh, RPG uh, Phoenix Dawn. Lots of cards so, on the bird. So another new game for you. Oh, just won that in the draw too. Uh, that might have happened. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll trade it for. Uh, uh, and and a coveted copy of Winch, the card game. Okay. Winch. 
So, David, uh, congratulations. You are the RPG Fair Thank you. Oh, awesome. Oh, of course, I can't forget this. Uh, for coming in first and second place, you both get Scarab 2020 badges. Oh. They are not the top 100s. Top 100s, it's just a free badge. Oh, sweet. But still. That's good. I didn't get a chance to sign up yet for next year. Hey, hey, hey. So David, you also get a copy of Air in the Silence, signed by Jalen. Awesome. There's a little note in there as well. Yeah. You get dice trays and dice ball that's got some dice in it. Wow. Bear's Challenge. That nice. Uh these are one of our vendors, masterwork woodworking. I I always mix up the name. Master yes, there we go. There we go. There's the vendor. Something to be carried in. Yes, thank you. You also get one of these nifty dice rolling things. Which I also did not get, so I was. <laughs> we like to mix up the silly and the practical. A GM started Adventure Sense. Oh, sweet. It's more than fish docks. Yes, that is more than just fish docks. I need it. Again, I'm running a, a sea campaign. I actually needed oh, the fish wow. docks. <laughs> no, just so we can give you more stuff to, to carry around. A, a copy of Lynch, the card game. As opposed to the whatever. Uh, and a copy of Sailing to Osiris with this expansion of... Governors and envoys. I keep on calling it more than say. Cool. So there are three contestants, That's our right. winners, Woo. and you lined you guys you guys lined yourselves up in first, second, and third. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There we sure. go. With all the stuff. Uh, no, no, come back, come back. First, all first, all of you. So I'm glad you guys participated. I hope you had a lot of fun. Really all right. Thank you. I would highly recommend anybody who's a new or a, you know seasoned GM to do this because it was it was a great learning experience and a lot of fun. All right. All good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I got your number. I'll call you all the time. Area code 8030443949 All right, so we are coming uh, coming to you from Shushkan. Shh. Uh, here in uh, <laughs> in uh, wonderful Polly's Island, South Carolina. Uh, this is Shishkan 2019, and we're getting ready to get some stuff going for the uh, RPG Pharaohs Challenge. And right now I'm in a room, and I have all of the GMs who are going to be competing in the challenge. And we're, we're eagerly awaiting for uh, Chris O'Neill, who, who wrote and worked on the, the game system that they're going to be running called Mazes. 
Um, he's going to come on, and they're going to get a chance to actually ask him some questions. So until he comes on, um, how are you doing, guys? Uh. Uh. <laughs> so so why don't you um, why don't you introduce yourselves? In no particular order. I'm Brooklyn, and I've seen and like participated in a lot of the various challenges. I like as like judges, but I haven't done it myself. Okay. So I'm a little bit stressed out. That's okay. <laughs> How you, old are you? I am 14. It's not that we're going to be. It's not that we're going to be asking everybody <laughs> their age. <laughs> have you have you GM'd any uh, any games at any events and such before? No. All right, so this is your first one. So, so no pressure. Yeah. No pressure at all. No pressure at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, who else do we have? Um, I'm Lynn. Uh, this is going to be my third time ever being a GM. Uh, it'll be <laughs> interesting. <laughs> okay, cool. And then we, and we said, hey, here's a new system that not many people have actually seen before. So good luck. <laughs> Well, at least that means there's no expectations. <laughs> yes, there is. There's always expectations. Ah, oh, gosh darn it. This is a, this is a challenge. <laughs> All right, and who else do we have participating? I'm Magic Lady, and I've never done this before, so this is all new to me. So. No GMing? Have or? You, nope. So, you, so you've never GMed a, a game? Nope. Have you, have you played RPGs, at least? Not this form, but okay, okay. I've done video game form. Okay. So you're real this is, this fresh. Is, yeah. <laughs> wow, this is going to be all sorts of exciting. And last but not least. Um, my name is Violet. Uh, I actually used to work uh, for the people who run Shushkan, and uh, this will be like my fourth or fifth time DMing. I run a campaign at college, and I'm super nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone here has limited experience running That's right. games, so it's a pretty level playing field. Now, you are the most experienced, so we expect the most. Don't. <laughs> Don't do this to me. I'm sure it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a question for each of you. What made you decide to try and do this? Because it's usually pretty fun. Yeah, like Brooklyn has played in... There are other versions of it at Scarab. And, um, and yeah, I think you played. Always different. So. Uh, did you did you play in it at last Shushkan, or did you guys make it to last Shushkan? I don't think I played in it at last Shushkan. Okay. But I'm pretty sure we were here. Okay. Okay. Well, what about you, Lid? Uh, Steph. Steph, who is one of the Shushkan mm -hmm. organizers, walked up to me and said, "You're mm -hmm. doing it," and I said, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> And, and right. she uh, and Steph had, com had competed in um, the Scarabs um, challenge two years, two years ago. And came in second. Yep. Steph is a force of nature. You do not say no to Steph. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Right. What about you, Magic Lady? Well, when I saw the title, Farrah's Challenge, it caught my interest. So okay. <laughs> I was like, I can't awesome. see what this is. Awesome. Okay. Um, I had nothing scheduled to work on, and I was like, hey, I think I might do the Farrah's Challenge. And Steph looked me in the eye and just said, do it. <laughs> wow. And my hands were tied. All right. Wow. She really is a, a force of nature. All right. So you guys have had a chance to kind of more or less look through the uh, the game systems. As you know, it uses some polyhedral dice and such. And everyone, it was available at 8 a.m. this morning. So as you came in, they were given to you. So 
Right. Whatever time you came in, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, um, I have some sets of dice for you guys to use at your tables. I'll let you figure out who gets what color. Making all sorts of all sorts of noise here. That's great. So, oh, let's let's do it this way. So first up, we have. Uh, the envy dice. The the green. the green envy dice. We're we're totally making up names for yeah. this, but yes, <laughs> green envy dice. Any takers? Oh, wait, do you want them? Yeah, you want rock them. paper scissors. You can have them. You can have them. Yeah, what's rock paper scissors for? Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> All right. So it looks like Brooklyn gets the green envy dice. <laughs> you want that? I get to decide where they go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next we have uh, the the cl dice. the classic. Uh, wow! Wow! Ruby's calling them pea dice. They're all the various colors of pea, except for that blue one. Except the blue one. They're, they're the Earth collection. Well, if it's blue, you got some. Now, got some really now they're the pea dice. Uh, no, if they're blue, that means you're having tests done. They are yellow, brown, and a little slightly orange. <laughs> There's one blue dice. So, Anybody want these? Uh, Fine, I will love from, these dice. From what I've been told, those those roll exceptionally well. Yay. That's that's complete fabrication. Um, all right. Next up, we have. It looks like a, a collection of pink eye. purple, pinkish kind of dice. I'll take them. I, I didn't have a really creative name for that one. Purple pinkish dice. Give me before she names And <laughs> the black and blue yeah, bru bruised all over dice. Go to Violet. <laughs> Give them to me before she names them. Well, once you name them, you gotta keep What's them. Once you name them, you gotta keep them. They're like part of the family. Uh, these dice are yours to do with whatever you want to. They do not have to come back to us. And here's Chris. And that sound can only be one thing. I said accept. The wonders of Skype. Hey, Chris. Hello, Chris O'Neill. Nice ceiling. Chris looks like a ceiling. Oh, there he is. Hey. Let me. Adjust. A shot into your hotel room. Yes. Yes. I notice you're not showing us your bed. <laughs> I'm thankful for that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is not. Cover my Skype password, which is a thing I have to do every time I get Skype. Same here. Yeah, this made me like it. So that disembodied voice you hear is Ruby, who is, Sorry. Who is just off camera. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hey. There's, there's Heather. I'm making the bank real quick. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to be careful to be affected by Jesus. Um, but I'm ready to go. Okay. Uh, excited, excited to answer your question. All right. Well, they've uh, some of them uh, got their the game systems as early as eight o'clock this morning. Some of them got them as early as uh, a little bit over an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'll I'll open it up to you guys. Uh, who who has questions? Question for for uh, for Chris's ceiling, ceiling about the. Uh, <laughs> Should I go? You go first, yes. Okay. Well, maybe I should introduce yes, yes, everybody yes. to you. Guys. Okay. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. All right, so, so over here, uh, first one, raise, raise your hand, please. This is Brooklyn. Hi. She's probably our youngest uh, GM to compete this year. And this is her awesome. first This is her first time uh, GMing. 
I have to say, your game system, like, didn't make sense at first, but then it kind of, like, did make sense. <laughs> I don't know. Did you look at any of the video stuff? Yes, I did. Okay, super cool. I'm very excited to hear that it didn't make sense and that it did make sense. <laughs> it was like it was like a little bit confusing and then it all just kind of like clicked. I, I mean, hopefully, you know, you are looking at a manuscript that is not complete in any way, shape, or form. So yeah. hopefully, it'll be a little bit easier for the next person that has to pick it up. But I mean, uh, uh, very cool. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, and then uh, right behind her. Um, Hello. I've, Lynn. 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 I was like, wait, names. Blind. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh. Lynn. They're all. All the names are. The, no, they're not. That it's just in, and that it's just N. Yes. So, so this is exciting because uh, this is uh, your what third time? Yes, third time. <laughs> yeah, my Sorry. second time was yesterday, so we're <laughs> we're all pretty new. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Cool. And then uh, over here, Hello. we have, uh, she, she's cryptically just going by the name Magic Lady. I, I love it. <laughs> and uh, this is, I think, her first time uh, running and or playing in a tabletop <laughs> RPG. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we have Violet over here, who, this is uh, Violet's uh, not first time. Fifth. Fourth. Fourth or fifth. You're old cat. She's the most experienced one running. Stop saying. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, are you all coming to this from the library side of the universe then? Is that, is that why they're, you're, uh, you're more new to the hobby? Um, just time and finding okay. groups. Yeah. Um, we're super interested at ninth level. We uh, so ninth level started out as two two dudes, and it's now two dudes and two ladies. Um, it's we, their wives. Uh, we, <laughs> we've uh, we totally changed a lot of the things that we do. You know, we used to just be focused on um, kind of making like family type games, and uh, uh, we started out just making ridiculous role playing games. And our real focus these days is really on trying to push the envelope. Uh, and make uh, things that are more inviting to everyone into the hobby um, that are accessible across the board. So mm -hmm. I like the fact that there's you know some new people that are really you know trying something new. Um, we think that the streaming phenomenon is really going to kind of change the face of role playing. So Mazes is an example of a game that's designed to be super streamable, um, and you know that's kind of our focus moving forward. It's great because the people out in the hallway that have no idea, they're like looking through the window like, oh my god, what's going on? <laughs> Let's all say very cryptic things. <laughs> so, so we need to make wild, large hand gestures. At, at some point we all have to in unison just slowly turn our heads back. <laughs> <laughs> just stare at it. And just shake our heads. Just approvingly at whoever's together. Alright, so... Let's open it up to some questions. Uh, you guys probably have some questions about this game. Yes. I just want to verify, this is the same system correct as Codename Awesome when we were very drunk? <laughs> More um, or less. Okay, yeah. By the way, I, I own that t-shirt. I, uh, I just wear that. Um, the, uh, uh, it, is the, it is a derivative yes. of that system. Yes. So it's where that system has ended up. 
The last minister change of it, changes of it came at Metatopia this past uh, this past fall. Okay. Uh, but this is the system that the core the core of the writing system here will be the Polymer system. So okay. this is where we're going in the future. This is and there will eventually be a totally awesome. So. So so this is the beginning of a whole bunch of other stuff, guys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we're working with a number of uh, we're working with a number of different designers to create content for the game because one of the, the goals of the polymorph system is to take away one of the barriers that create uh, role-playing games, which is uh, a lot of people spend a huge amount of time on the math and the balance and the crunch. Um, and what we've done is we've created a thing that allows you to effectively just kind of re-skin the front end and make some decisions. So if you look at the idea of treasure and the idea of the darkness as two poles, um, in every polymorph game, you get to decide what the two poles of your system are. What is the thing that the players do? How do the players get rewarded? And how do the players generate drama and activity in the game? Um, so those two things are things that anyone can really design without having to go deeper uh, mechanically. Um, and establishing edges and creating your characters and even renaming the... So this is a fantasy game, so it's it, it's uh, uh, books, boots, blades, and bones, but those words are just words. You can reskin and change them to anything. So uh, we have a game coming that's called Fast Cards and Fireballs, you know, and obviously those cards are they're often being like guts and gears because you're driving cars, right? So if this was a game about a game that I don't have a writer for yet, but I'm looking for one for Super Sentai Sensibility, which is <laughs> Victorian ladies and giant robots. Um, oh. I expect the words to be totally different. So, mm. and much longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. So, let's get to these questions then. Who wants to go first? Who's got the first question? I got two post-it notes of questions. Should I just go in? <laughs> Go ahead. Sure. All right. You'll all benefit from other people's questions. Um, Don't listen to what her question. Um, first question: uh, the mechanic of darkness. Do you intend? Yes. Did you intend that to be a visible mechanic to the players, or hidden behind the GM screen? So, um, so I have never been someone that uses a GM screen. Um, the, everything in the system is supposed to be upfront, so okay. it is visible to the players. All right. Um, uh, though I do find it's really fun, the first time you're playing with a group, you ask them how much treasure they would like to start with, and so then they all think about it, then usually they decide one treasure per player, and then you put that many tokens on the darkness, and they go, wait a minute, this is a dark mistake, sorry. Okay. Um... Other people jump in as you have questions, otherwise I'm just going to keep going. Uh, you mentioned rolling initiative uh, during character creation. Um, uh, you don't, you don't, um, that's probably really from an earlier draft. Right. Um, uh, we've kind of moved into this idea of the, uh, let players take the turn wherever they would want. Um, some players really do like initiative, and one of the goals is to, uh, create kind of like usable tech. Like so you, if you, when you're creating a game, you're like, this is a thing I want to use or I don't want to use. So since the dice are all different sizes, 
Um, I have done a thing called In and Out Initiative. So um, you can have everyone roll their die if they know what's going on, if they're actively doing something. And in that case, the smallest die goes first, the smallest number. And then if they're reacting to something, you do reactive initiative, you roll the dice, and you start with the highest number to count down. So it actually makes the players feel like they have the right initiative order. But we found that a little fiddly, so we just kind of stopped doing it, and everything seems to work fine. You don't really need initiative. All right. So for in the, in the, was that section in the bond section? Uh, yes. Yeah, you, I mean, you can start with whoever. All right. Um, um, a lot of questions about combat. Uh, yeah, combat's you, a little sketchy. Uh, you <laughs> mentioned the, the MC's not supposed to roll dice. How are we yeah. supposed to determine damage, though? So if you look at the adventure that's out there, that's mm -hmm. in the, the back there, on the first page of the adventure, um, it shows like a map, and there's some little stat blocks. Yes. And one, there's a little dagger with a number. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So what I what we do is we just establish a number that we think is fair um, from a creation. Um, obviously, one of the things that hasn't been written yet is to complete how to create obstacles. Mm -hmm. And one of our big foci is going to be around the idea of a bunch of translations. So we haven't really gotten them. They're like the last thing we're going to do, which is translating existing material into use by, by this. And a big part of that is creating a single, just a single damage. Um, so if you're looking at any other material, what I usually do is just, because it actually, the numbers are set to work that way. So anything that would be Dungeons and Dragons OSR compliant, so anything that would be old school, mm -hmm. um, I just take the average of the die. So if they say it doesn't beat eight, I just say it's four or it's five if they're really good, it's three if they're not. Okay. Um, when in doubt, when in doubt, just use three. Okay. Right. Okay. And you make that variable if the players are doing something to be better at avoiding the damage, just to shift it down. Mm -hmm. And if they're being a little uh, less open, then you can just shift it up. Okay. Um, talking about defending, you said under taking a hit and trying to soak the damage, you mentioned uh, body, which is not one of the four stats. The body is body should be bones. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that, we changed. Uh, I think I had that question too. <laughs> yeah, I I thought it was supposed to be bones, and I just looked at it and went, wait a minute, that's a different stat. <laughs> the, uh, I have a habit of trying to alliterate wherever possible, and um, okay. Uh, so we had body for a while, and body just felt less evocative um, than bones, so we switched to bones. Okay. I haven't gotten a chance to look through it all the way, but did you use a lot of asterisks? I did not. <laughs> well, did you ever decide what you're going to call the four? Yeah, that's more of a thing. Yeah. yeah, I know. It said four. Decide what to call yeah. these later. <laughs> it said in yeah, yeah. brackets, yeah. Okay. So when you're creating the monsters, Basically, for all the stats, you want it to be like a fair amount for each. 
like nothing. Brooklyn, yes, that again. So like when you're creating creating the monsters, you want it to be like a fair amount for each monster, and not like something ridiculous. Well, so here's the thing that I think is actually kind of fun. For the monsters, you're going to give them uh, you're going to give them a number of parts, which is how hard they are to hit, and you have a number of things that you can use to refresh that if you feel that you need to. Okay. Right. So never feel. Uh, never, never be afraid to go a little low when you're first starting it. All right. Um, but also, part and parcel of this kind of role playing is the idea that there's serious danger, right? Mm-hmm. So, if the players see a room full of skeletons, you know they probably shouldn't attack that room full of skeletons. That's probably a real bad idea. Um, you know, so uh, put that on them. Right? You have complete mm-hmm. control. Um, and if you need to change it on the fly, you change it on the fly. So, I hope that, that I realize that it's way less helpful than it sounded. <laughs> no, it made sense. <laughs> so, like, Flash, and I haven't read through the whole thing because I got here late, so I'm sorry if this is mentioned later in the thing, but. Uh, it mentioned flashbacks kind of early on. Thank you so much. Um, how exactly would those work, like mechanically? So mechanically, mm-hmm. uh, we, I, I always look at it as two different kinds of flashbacks. So the players at any time, um, let me let me step back a second. Um, the, 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 the kind of storytelling that I'm really focused on trying to emulate in this specific game is the idea of like a novella, right? Like so like a, a short novel where I'm not going to do a whole lot of exposition beforehand. That some dude just some dude just danced by the windows. <laughs> and he very clearly was like, hey, people in that room that can't see me, so I'm going to dance by, not realizing that. <laughs> I didn't see the Um. Uh, so, since we're getting as close to the action in the story as we can, what, what we really want to do is create opportunities for the players to give color to the activities they're doing, and they have that ability through flashback. So, they can give the MC a darkness in order to say, I'm going to do a scene with a flashback. So. You go into um, you go into a tavern, or you go into um, you know uh, the barracks under the dungeon, and there's this giant orc there, and the big burly character says like, "Hey, I want to do a flashback because this I, I met this guy in, in the gladiator arena and he beat me, right? And I know I know his weakness, right? So it's giving them an advantage in some situations that are coming up, and they get that at the cost of a darkness." Um, and I, what I've found is if you encourage a player early to do a flashback to provide an answer to something simple, they will use a flashback, oh, they'll use them later to do things that are far, far more advantageous for themselves. Right? Um, and it also feels like the genre, right? You know, Conan comes to the door. And it's like, you know, there's a silver rune on the door, and then it's like, 
Conan's like, oh, it's the silver room that was on the door of that black library that I burnt down in the last town, right? And we haven't heard anything about that, but that's okay, because all that's really important is that Conan knows what this is, and knows it's a bad place that he's going to go burn down, right? So. <laughs> cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just burn down everything. Okay. Alright, any other questions here? Or? She really covered all my questions. Yeah. Oh. Six billion, but they're all indistinct. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's just hoping that Lynn has their questions. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm super excited that they're all getting to do this. When John first told me, I was like, what? No way. <laughs> Uh, well, when Dr. asked me, I was like, I don't know, John, it's not done. <laughs> but then you were like, well, this could be. give me an excuse to get a lot of it done. Yeah, it was good. It was a good excuse to get a lot of stuff down. Uh, I have some other groups that have played the game with me that would like to run the game with their groups. Mm-hmm. And that's really where we're at from a like, playtesting perspective. So. Um, I hope to have a, you know, a more complete version of this when it's done. So. Well, you will also be getting feedback afterwards because after the after they run their scenarios, um, I know one of you at least was a player last year. I go around and we ask them about what they thought of the system, what they thought the good, the bad, and the other. So <laughs> I'm way into feedback, and I'm into feedback of any color, right? So any uh, the player's interest. Uh, from the GM right. side, you know, what you thought was, what you thought didn't make sense, what you thought was exciting, um, you know. Uh, and and uh, I think, you know, if you have any specific questions throughout the day, you know, um, you can text me. His phone number is on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was daring, Chris. Very yeah. daring. <laughs> the what? Your phone number, very daring to give that out. It's like that one smart friend in the class, like, it's due in like 10 minutes, what's the answer? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, uh, I think what you guys are doing is daring, and uh, I, uh, I super commend your uh, willingness to do this, and the fact that I am giving you an incomplete name if you need help. Fair warning, there's a 15 minute break at 4.45. That's when you're going to get all of the messages. Yes. <laughs> at 4.45? I, I, will, I, will block my, I will block myself from 4.45 to 5 o'clock. Yeah! <laughs> I'm going to write it down right now. <clears throat> so does anybody have any other questions for Chris? He will be at Origins running Cobalt's Ain't My Baby. And a bunch of and a bunch of other things too. Uh, we're gonna be running we're gonna be running this at Origins. Yeah. We're gonna be running Mason. I think the game we're gonna run Origins is gonna be called The Red Tomb of the Spider God. Okay. Um just yet. Uh, we're also going to be writing a whole lot of Meeple Party, because that's our new game, and that just uh, that comes out okay. hopefully by Origins. Hopefully we have it in Origins. Um, uh, for sale. We'll, we never have it to play it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, our, uh, our role playing side uh, expectations uh, is, uh, you know, we want to have mazes uh, delivered from the Kickstarter before uh, Pats Unplugged. Uh, which is like the first week of December, um, okay. and to be doing all of the polymorph and the sub game starting next year. So going pretty quarter. So 
We have a lot of we have a couple of licenses that are interest licensors that are interested, um, and they're they're all over the app. So I think it would be really neat. Um, they're not all. I am a person that kills things with my other thing. Like there's a romance book and a book about cars and um, <laughs> yeah. So pretty nice. All right. Well, if there's nothing else for Chris, we have some other administrative stuff. They are going to get their elements. Yep. Ah! Chris, if you want, what? if you want yeah. to hang around and see what random elements we're going to give them. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta yeah. go. I gotta go to another meeting. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Yes. Thank um, you. I hope the other randomness isn't too hard since we've already set the bar All right. Wait. So thank you guys. Really excited to see what you what you do with your feedback. Thank you all. Yes. Thank you, Chris. It was great talking to you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice right, to meet thanks, you. Uh, thanks for being. Yep. All right. So so now a pretty exciting part here. You get your random elements. These. We're gonna do you a little bit early because you're all here. Yeah. Oh. So why not, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So these random elements are going to be are coming from this game called Tall Tales, which is a storytelling game oh, where you lovely. where you get some random stuff. And you normally would just try to make up a story based off the random stuff. So we have some environment cards here. So you're each going to get three environment cards. And we have to incorporate all of these? Correct. These have to be incorporated into your game. Gotcha. And it's up to you how, how you incorporate these into the game. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Oh, you're going to get more nervous then. Yeah, some of them you might be a little bit like, hmm, how do I work? This I don't know. Fantasy. The White House, for uh, example, into my game. I got right. a pet shop in the ocean. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what? I have an idea. So, so the, other, the other aspect of, of this Tall Tales game is there's a bunch of these little figures, these little, uh, figures. little rubber, little meeple type figure things. So you each get to choose. I think the ten. number we came up with was 10 because there's a bunch of these things. You want me to pull them all out right now? Yeah. Usually a decent little handful is close to 10 of them. That's probably more than That's 10. Probably, and Butler pulls out like all Three, four, 70 of them five, or something. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, you got ten. Yeah, you drew eleven. Not so bad. Who wants next? Oh, that's so cute. Well, I guess uh, I whoever's actually, playing a Brooklyn's game is gonna have to go up against Avon. I can make this wow. work. I can make this work actually. Nine, six, seven, eight, I already nine, have ten. ideas. See, I told you, a nice little yeah. handful is about ten. I have ideas. So for whatever reason, that one right there that's standing up. That little purple one. Is that a penguin? I looked stared at it and I was like, what the hell is that? And I tipped it around the side and I was like, oh, it's a bed. <laughs> oh! Because I, I couldn't figure out what the hell. All right, yes. glad he told you that because I would not yes. figure that out. I, I, that's a gimme. Uh, that's yeah. me giving that one because of all oh, of them. Do that's the one that I took these, me the longest to. Do these have to be like directly like it's up to you can this interpret you? how you want to use okay <laughs> so i already had ideas in my head and i can make all the sort of my ideas so we're gonna go well, that's with good it. then that's one of us and then you'll you'll have to just ex at the end ex you'll during it the last part of the game yeah. as you see on your little breakdown sheet i think the last 15 minutes as you go to kill here's the elements i had here's how i worked them in okay I have and then to people will them. go ooh and ah and they'll be running and screaming. Oh. Well. So what did not get chosen? Oh, there's some good ones that didn't get chosen. Well then. Uh, Enjoy. So good luck, guys. Remember at 1 o'clock is when people are going to be sitting at your table ready to play your uh, game. The four tables are going to be back in the back area. They're going to be single tables. Okay. Yep. 
So we're at ShushCon 2019, and we've just wrapped up the RPG Pharaohs Challenge, and and I see Tim over here with with the coveted golden dingus, which is going to be given out to to one lucky player in the game, not GM. Yes, none of the GMs deserve the golden dingus. But I am in the room here with all the GMs and the judges yes. of the competition. Hi, everyone. I'm Ruby. I'm one of the co-hosts of the Swarmcast. Mm-hmm. We are the people, if you didn't know, putting on the yep. Pharaoh's Challenge. This is the ShushCon edition. We actually so, run yeah. this at our own convention it's in January, yeah. right? Um, so... We'll start with Magic Lady, because I like her right. name. Okay. So Unless you had other weird stuff you wanted to say. Uh, You're good? I, you make a fool of yourself enough? Pretty much. Okay. So, so Magic Lady, what did you think of the competition, and what did you think of the game? I like the game. I think it's a lot of fun how far you can use your imagination mm-hmm. and let it go in a certain direction with just a few things to help guide you along the way. Okay. What did you think of the random elements you were given? I found that a lot of fun, actually, to be able to fit those in there. I never thought I'd be fitting a cow into, you know, taking the storyline the way it went. So some of the items were pretty fun to figure out how to work out. Wonderful, wonderful. Is there anything that you want to say about the game system? Anything you want to point out or bring up? I like the arrangement with the dice and the moves that you're able to make and the way you can develop the character mm-hmm. and the story can go in so many different directions. And when you were given the environments, it was kind of a hiccup, but it also kind of helped lead a path on where you wanted the story to go. Okay. Uh, is there any final thoughts that you want to share about this experience? It's a lot of fun, and I'd say give it a try. Thank you. Awesome. Thank All you right. Very much. All right. And next so person next person who's, who just happens to be right here. Uh, Violet, how's it going? Um, it's pretty good. I had a, I had a lot of fun with uh, with this system. Okay. Um, just kind of give thoughts on it. Uh, I thought that it was um, it was a really good system. I really like uh, having everything at the kind of GM's discretion, uh, just because like it gives I think a lot of like really creative storytelling uh, opportunities uh, without getting bogged down in like the mechanical stuff like a lot of systems do mm-hmm. um, I thought that the combat got a little bit repetitive at times because it seems like because everyone had like the one die that they were using it seemed like everyone just kind of found their one thing and stuck with it I, I'm <laughs> going to say I blame the players not being super imaginative and giving you a lot to work with yeah. <laughs> we had someone that was under the age of eight yes and and i try as i was your judge i tried to allow them their own so yes so uh, but i think that it was a it was a really fun system and uh the random elements were kind of hard to fit in i feel like i kind of cheated by literally just taking the all the people and then being like oh here's a village everyone's dead here's the different skeletons scattered around (laughs) there's old lady making bread i will admit one of my comments was he used or she used the elements literally (laughs) so but that wasn't necessarily a negative that was just a comment Uh all right is there anything else you want to say um not well, uh, the character creation was really cool. I think that that like is super cool and has a lot of potential. The like making the role and the class kind of different things. Um, I thought that was really interesting. All right, thank you, Violet. Super cool. Next, right, next we up, have. I'm Lynn. All right, Hello. Lynn. 
Hey, Lynn, so how did you enjoy the challenge? Uh, well, it was enjoyable. It was exhausting. Uh, I had to go get a lot of caffeine afterwards, but it was good. Um, a lot of fun. Okay. So what do you think of the, the uh, system? What do you think of mazes? Um, I really enjoyed being able to throw a lot of it on the players and be like, where do you want to go next? What do you want to do? And just sort of reacting. I think especially playing it as Pharaoh's Challenge, it let me take less off of my storytelling and just... Be like, okay, where do you want to go with this? And sort of just direct where their thing was going, but okay. reactionary. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what about the elements? Um, I think I got kind of lucky in my locations being close enough. I had a zoo, a carnival, and a uh, roller coaster. So those were all similar enough in theme that I could sort of smush them together easily. Uh, the elements were a little harder. Uh, figuring out what to do with a cow was interesting. <laughs> but uh, it worked out okay. Okay. All right. All right. And do you have any final thoughts that you want to share? Um, I feel like the death mage is a little OP. Um, but, you know, it worked <laughs> out well. It worked out interestingly well. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Lynn. Yeah, thank you. And, and the last GM here is Brooklyn. Hi. <laughs> so I really liked the game because it gives you a lot of like free will, like where you can have a lot of imagination with what you're doing. Uh-huh. Like basically you give the characters a setting and then say, what do you want to do? And then go off of that. Well, cool. And the elements, my elements were pretty easy. <laughs> I was able to put them in really easily. I had a graveyard, the White House, and... Yeah, White House. Interesting one to have yeah. to work into the game, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember what my last one was. Okay. All right. So... <laughs> well, any other final thoughts about it then? <laughs> the um, damage and magic really needs a little bit of work. A little bit, a little bit. And I was I, really confused. I know, and I want to say that was a comment that Chris O'Neill had yes. for for all of you, yeah. as in some form or another, when presenting the game. All right. So, so yeah, we got to hear from every one of the GMs. That's right. So, um, so we conferred with all the judges. We tallied up some numbers, and then we talked about some things. And it looks like we have uh, we have come to a conclusion. We have figured out who the Shushkan Pharaohs Challenge winner is going to be. So uh, first up, I'd like to, to say um, to thank all you. of you, thank you very much. And as a reminder, pretty much everyone that participated was ranging from someone that had never played a tabletop mm -hmm. or run a tabletop game right, to right. someone that has only run a, a handful five of times, handful yeah. of times. So, so everyone here was very new, very fresh. So it was a very interesting experience and everything was mm -hmm. fairly close. And you and all did, yeah, and you all did a, a yes. excellent job. All the GMs considering, had fun, all the feedback your, your so far. Considering your level of experience and everything, yes. it was, it was, it was uh, a joy to, to watch and, and hear all <laughs> the other the tables and see what was going on. 
Um, I know I had a lot of fun with all the just the the, the craziness that was going on at our, at our, at our table. That was a lot of a lot of fun. All so, right. So each each of our first off, each of our GMs are going to get one of these Shushkan dice towers. One of them is is uh, printed a little differently. I was told to just go ahead and slide this one over here towards Violet because 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 <laughs> you would understand is what I was told. Yes. <laughs> all right. So uh, as he said, first off. All of the GMs will get a dice box. Right. So, so, so uh, first off, coming in 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 third and fourth place, and it's always hard to judge one I of know. these things because because everyone everyone puts did a lot so of effort well. and everyone it really pours their heart and soul yes. into the whole thing. So, uh, coming in third and fourth place, uh, Violet and Magic Lady, you both get a dice tower. Um, we we will show you how to. Well, finagle it in a moment. Over here, you yeah. can kind of see how it is. Yes. And uh, since you have, since this is your first time GMing, and you're GMing at this con, you even get a Shushkan GM token. Yes, you can peel the the, the paper yeah, off the paper of it as well. Out. So it's it just a protective cover token. You, yeah. Um, so, so in first and second place, um, in no particular order, both of these GMs, um, Brooklyn and Lynn, we have dice towers for for both of you as well. And Brooklyn, since this was your first time GMing, you also get an acrylic Shushkan uh, GMing token. All right. <laughs> and this is the hard part. Yes. And so, the RPG Pharaohs Challenge winner, who will receive the the copy of Tall Tales and its expansion that was Correct. used in the game. The boxes are still so in if, the boxes. So if you want to get the other GMs to like sign the box or something like that, that's entirely up to you. Um, so, and it was very close, the, the top two, but, um, our runner up coming in at second place, RPG Pharaoh's Challenge Shushkan Edition was Brooklyn Corn. So RPG Pharaoh's Challenge winner. Wow. Your face just lit up, Lynn. Lynn, Lynn Theory. There's your copy of Tall Tales. Um, and on behalf of Scarab, we are yes. also going to offer you a free badge to Scarab 2020. It's a four-day badge. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, we will get your email information. Get all and, your contact stuff about yep. that as well. Yep. So, so um, wow, that was yeah. That wraps up the Shushkan edition of the RPG Pharaohs Challenge using the Mazes system from Ninth Level Games, a system that's not even out yet. Exactly. So. Whatever feedback. This is probably the hardest one I think has been done <laughs> thus far. And and all of your feedback about the system and everything yes. is is going straight to ninth level games and will be used to help them finish up the game, along with whatever playtesting and stuff they decide to do too. But this is the important part, right? Here. <laughs> Cisco. Right. So again, I want to say all of you guys did such yes. a great job. Um, I I was really really glad all of you participated in it and. Um, and it was just really hard to choose. Very much so. Who choose one person? Because you're all winners and not in the condescending way. <laughs> so again, thank you all, guys. Thank you very much, and congratulations, Lynn. All right, and we hope to see you at another edition as a player or as right. a, as possibly a judge. That's right. Or fact, another GM, another fact, shot at in it. In fact, uh, next year at Shishcon, uh, Lynn, you will be helping us judge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the easy. It's part. the easy part. <laughs> Just put the judge in face on. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. Chris did it. That's right. 
Was it was it a big sigh of relief to judge this time instead of uh, running the game, Chris? Um, similar level of stress. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> All right. No, well, I guess I'm just the judgy person, so it comes easy. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. Again, thank you guys. Yeah. Go enjoy yourselves. Yep. Let's get real creative on this, okay? My man. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Swancastas, Bargamy, this for you, yeah, you got the good, bad, and other stuff to tell you. So listen up to our board and review. You really like it, or I'll make you eat your shoe. <laughs> Scarab 2019 still in full effect. Uh, Swarmcast here at the booth, and I have. So, um, somebody who visited us last year, Susan. How's it going, Susan? Pretty good. So what game are you going to talk to me about today? Well, I recently finished playing Suro, which is okay. kind of a path game. Okay. Um, why don't you tell us something good about Suro? It's very easy to learn. It's not too complicated. It's certainly not like a Dungeons & Dragons game or something right. like that. Um, yeah, and I've, I've played Suro a few times, so yeah, I know what you mean. You, you build... Mm-hmm. You built a little path and you try to get your um, uh, dragon, I believe it is, through the path? The main point of the game is to stay alive and not let anyone shove you off the board. Well, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, what's something uh, that you can say that might be bad about Zero? It gets a little boring. It just seems like it could have a few more surprises along the way. I got you. Just a little, it's very short. I can see that. Okay. Um, and is there anything in our other category that you want to say about Zero? The first time is definitely just spitball in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. But the other times you play it, you have to develop a little bit of strategy to maybe get other people off the board with the tiles you place mm-hmm. so that you can kind of diminish the numbers of other players. Gotcha. But uh, all in all, did you have fun playing Zero? Yes. Likely a game that you're going to play again at some point probably. probably we already have it at home so oh, definitely <laughs> okay all right well cool well uh thank you susan for stopping by and talking to us about zero you're welcome thank you for having me so we're at scared 2019 and here with me at the table we have the cool hat guy good afternoon scarab 2019 and and dan <laughs> aloha <laughs> and uh we're here to talk about the game everybody's favorite game game that nobody hates uh Zorro. yes so so why don't you guys tell me something good about Zorro? Zorro, it's a great game where you have these pawns and you place tiles with paths on them uh-huh and you have to move them across a board and try not to die i think I, you actually said something good about the game not how the game yeah. works and so that is good thing the good thing about the game is <laughs> as with a few times ago, chess or dose, there's unlimited possibilities. <laughs> oh, I see what he did there. <laughs> it's good, just like those other games that Dan really likes. <laughs> unlimited possibilities. You can place these paths <laughs> down, and it will be different each time. And you have to figure uh-huh. out ways how to kill your enemy, but not yourself. I have to say, I think the game would go much better with a shot glass next to me. Um, and a beverage. <laughs> because I, think otherwise, my life, I think my life would be better with that if I were next to you, too. <laughs> uh, okay. We're well, not advocating underage drinking here, but just for the record. All right. Well, this is going to be a little bit more challenging. Let's let's say some, some bad things about Zero. <laughs> Dan, do you want to start? <laughs> I, I, not, would rather, I, I would rather shave my head with a cheese grater than play that game again. <laughs> 
I thought you were going to say the same thing he said. Well, yeah, you played on these tiles and you built a path. And <laughs> no, it's not so bad. It's just, you know, if, if I'm going to take 15 minutes out of my life to do something, I'd rather someone throw rocks at me and drive me off a cliff into a pit of fire. If you take 15 minutes to play that game, you're super terrible. It takes five minutes. Touché. Seven max. So that's, so that's something bad about it. It takes only five minutes to play. Well, that's a great thing, especially if it's worth tickets. <laughs> minute and a half would be even better. All right. Well, let's let's say something in our other category about Suro. What does Suro mean? And what that's is that a great question. <laughs> Why don't you? I was told you were the guy who could tell us what it sta- what it means. No. In, in, uh, in Mandarin, it means burning pit of fire. <laughs> Not true. But it does have a few Mandarin characters on the box, and they are in order: wind, fire, water, and soil, which wouldn't make sense because. In Mandarin and Chinese culture, there are five elements, not four, like we have in Western culture. And sociological lessons at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) And knowing is half the battle. There you go. And on that note, thanks, guys, for coming to the table (laughs) and talking to me about Zero. All right. So, hey, everybody. Toast is here. I'm at Scare of 2019. There's some, uh, I don't know where John went, but uh, I got Tim over here. How's it going, Tim? Not bad, Toast. How's, how are you doing? Ah, whatever. I'm okay. So we've also got someone here who wants to talk about one of the games they played. We have uh, Jackie. How's it going? Good. How are you? Ah, you know, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Hanging around. Get it? I'm hanging. Yeah. I'm hanging off of the microphone. Yes. Funny. So so what game What game did you guys uh, play? I guess Tim brought it and you played it that you want to talk about? Yes. Oh. Fireball Island. I like fireballs. <laughs> That's the fun part. So, tell me about this game. What was some good stuff about this game? Well, I really enjoyed the fact that you get to roll these balls into people and knock them over and steal their treasure. Yeah, it, it's sort of a gotcha game where you can do things like throw fireballs and whatnot at people and steal the stuff from each other. That sounds pretty cool. That's, that's, that's everything that I like to do in my <laughs> spare time. So what's, so I can't imagine there is anything like this, but what's something bad about Fireball Island? Uh, one thing I will say that's bad is it doesn't fit back into the box like it came out of. Because <laughs> it's all like vacuum foam plastic, so it's, it's rather bulky. Ah, so you don't want to just smash it back in there with a hammer or something like that? No. Okay. Let me just put this hammer back there. Yes, please. It, it was an expensive game. Right. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Jackie? Anything, uh, anything bad about Fireball Island? Well, every time I went to flick the fireball, it didn't go anywhere. Or it flew off the <laughs> island into the middle of nowhere. Huh. That sounds about right. Well, cool. What's some? This is gonna be, and this is gonna be the the interesting part. Tell me something other or unusual about Fireball Island. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have all the the expansion stuff with you there, Tim? Uh, no, no. Uh, since I was, since this is the first time I ran it, I just was like, just tried the basic, and make sure I get the 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 main rules down before I started adding like snakes and. Leopards and pirate ships. Pirate and ships with cannons and stuff. Yeah, though it would have been fun to play with the pirate ship. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Well, 
Uh, well, thank you guys for for sitting here and talking with me about Fireball Island. Uh, I really I want to play this game now. Are there any kobolds in it, Tim? Uh, there can be. Oh, you can just cool. say that the the fireballs are kobolds. That sounds about right. We're very flammable. <laughs> and they actually mention cats in the instructions. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, one of the things is uh, if the characters get knocked down by knocking the table or cats, it doesn't count. It literally says, by cats. By cats. Which I don't know how that could be relevant at any place. Cats love to play with um, the balls. I can imagine. (laughs) Well, thanks, guys. All right, everyone. So we are here at NashiCon 2019. And there is, uh, we're right outside the Tabletop Lounge, and we've got someone here who wants to talk about a game. Uh, so I'm here with Casey. How's it going, Casey? It's going well. Thanks for having me. So what game are we going to be talking about? Catacombs 3rd Edition. Catacombs 3rd Edition. Okay. Um, so why don't you just give me just a kind of a brief little rundown of Catacombs 3rd Edition is a dungeon crawler. You have mm-hmm. a GM taking over a dragon, a sorcerer, something like that. You have a band of adventurers going okay. through a series of scenarios, fighting goblins and all that. It's got the skills, it's got the items, but it also has one really cool catch, which mm-hmm. is that all of the attacks in the game are done by flicking your character. Flick them into an enemy. If you're firing a fireball, okay. fireball down, flick the fireball. Okay, so it's a dungeon crawl, but it's also a, a dexterity game. Exactly. At the same time. That's pretty cool. So, uh, let's go into our, our, the way we do our reviews here. Tell me something good about uh, Catacombs. The good thing about the game is anybody can sit down and play it, very mm-hmm. eye-catching, and it's got all of the depth that you would expect. Uh, okay. You want a dungeon crawler, you want some depth, you want some items. It's got all that, even though it's a dexterity game. Gotcha. And each character has their own special special abilities and powers and stuff. Yeah, they all feel very like unique. Uh, okay. The thief gets in, then moves out, the wizard's got his spells, all that. Okay, cool. Um, all right, well, why don't you tell us something that might fall into our, our bad category for Catacombs. Something bad about it is that it comes, you have to put all the stickers on all the pieces. And uh, that's... (laughs) I I know how that goes. (laughs) Yeah, it's got quite a bit of pieces, so quite a bit of stickers to not mess up. Uh, So some of ours are are sticking over even, (laughs) no matter how long we spend on them. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, I remember my my copy of uh, Terror in Meeple Town was like that too. Yeah. I mean, ours was, sorry, Rampage, (laughs) before they re-released it. It also ramps up in difficulty real fast. There'll be, players oh, really? will be steamrolling, and then the final uh-huh. boss, and then the final boss can steamroll right back. Oh, wow. So, uh, we've kind of already covered a good chunk of this, but why don't you give us something that's in our kind of other category for catacombs? Oh, man, I already covered the good other. I was going to say, you, you've covered a lot of that, so. Yeah, got the whole <laughs> dexterity thing going on. You got your fireballs right, you flick in, right. the archer's got little arrows that he flicks. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> as, as somebody who's, a, who's, personally, who's a fan of some of those dungeon crawl uh, board games and such like um, I'm thinking Arcadia Quest and uh, what's that one we used to play all the time they've got like so many editions of it uh, Descent but yeah. also a big fan of uh, Flick 'em Up and stuff like that and Terror Maple Town huh? and Ice Cool uh, this is great because it's like a perfect storm of all those things combined yeah, it is definitely <laughs> Flick 'em Up Descent ah uh, yeah <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to check that out uh, while we're here at NashiCon. Uh, well, cool. Was there anything else you, you want to say about Catacombs, Casey? Uh, yeah, it's definitely worth a try. The box doesn't mm-hmm. do the game justice at all. 
Okay. You see the box, you see the dungeon, but you don't see how cool it is and satisfying to, you know, flick your guy, bounces off three enemies, kills them all. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, cool. Well, thank, uh, thank you for, for sitting here and talking with me about uh, Catacombs, Casey. Thanks again for having me. Yep. All right, we're at Scarab 2019, and I have a couple, couple folks at my table who want to talk to me about some games they've been playing. Uh, so I have Cool Hat Guy. Good morning. <laughs> and, oh my, and Dan. Aloha. <laughs> so, hey guys, how are you doing? Doing great, man. <laughs> I'm great. Okay. As usual. And uh, so right now we're going to be talking about the game Dose. Uh, awesome game. Awesome. Okay. Completely well, in agreement. <laughs> so why don't, you, why don't you guys tell me something good about Dose? So a Dose is like a form of chess, but rather than using chess pieces, it uses dice. You mm-hmm. have to line them up to add up to 12 without getting your oppo- opponent in the way. Okay. But it's, uh, it's, it's very simple to learn the rules, but to me, there's an infinite combination. So similar to chess, right. uh, this is the kind of game like someday, I remember when the Atari 2600 came out, right. it was a big right. deal that chess came. You know, you got chess once upon a okay. time. Yeah, yeah. Someday, some future version of a game is going to come out, and Dose is going to be the game that all the kids are excited about. <laughs> it's that awesome. Okay, okay. Let's see. Well, why don't you guys tell me something uh, kind of, uh, bad about Dose? The bad thing for me with this game is it's like it's addicting, <laughs> and so you just can't play one. I don't mean that, <laughs> but it's true. So you sit down to play mean. one game, and you end up like an hour later, you're like, oh, God, I'm still playing, but it's that good. So <laughs> honestly, I... Yeah. Okay. Well, why, is there something you could say in our other category about Dose? I'd say it's an interesting be- game because it uses dice rather than game pieces. Right, and, and you're not you're not actually rolling the dice. Yeah, you're, you're not. You're you don't roll them. any yeah. dice. You it's cho- like a board game. Yeah, you have to choose the face of the die yeah. to put on there. Yeah. Also, I will say this: uh, the it's been great here at Scarab. Right. To have the uh, the two inventors of the game here to explain it to us, and oh, they've yeah. both been yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean they're they've been really great and playing with and learning from them, and so that's been kind of really cool. Very cool. All right. Well. Uh, thank you, Cool Hat Guy and Dan, for yes, sir. for sitting you here and talking. You're welcome. For sitting here and telling me, talking to with me about Dose. reviews from the Swarmcast. If you don't like it, find a come over a TikTok. Tail, tail. <laughs> Toast meant to say tail. Toast. One. Ooh. Why do you do that? Oh yeah. Hey, this is Toast. Um, go ahead and leave a Swarmcast a message. Remember our number, area code 803-470-4439. Maybe we'll use your message on the air. Who knows? Hey there, Toast. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good, you. Well, you know, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> so, hey, 2020 is just around the corner. It's, um... Coming up in January, so you know what that means. Our uh, William Gibson vision of the future is coming? Well, um, I guess, but no, that's not quite what I was talking about. Oh, uh, you're talking about Scarab's 10th anniversary! That's right, you <laughs> guessed it. Scarab's 10th year anniversary is coming right up in 2020. Oh, yeah. And there's all sorts of big stuff that it's going to be planned for this. Why, here's just some of it. Oh, let's listen. 
In Scarab 2020, we're going to have the return of the Warhammer 40k tournaments. And we're also going to have, of course, the re the welcome return of Warmahords, as always. Some Battletech, those guys are always cool. And we're also going to be welcoming Guild Ball to the scene. So if you're into miniatures, come check out Scarab 2020. We're going to have all sorts of stuff going on. It's going to be great. Also, don't forget to check out Scarab on all of our social media outlets. They're on Facebook, Twitter... They're on Instagram. There's a, uh, there is a thing on there from YouTube, but uh, I think it's a little old, but they might be in the process of updating that. And of course, check out their website for the links to all of this at www.s-c-a-r-a-b.com. That's right, scared with a bunch of dashes in it. Ah. If you're interested in being a vendor or vendor space at Scarab 2020, please check out our website under our dealers and our download section for applications. We are now accepting them right now. Hey, John, how's it going? So, hey, Toast, it's exciting. The March to Year 10 celebration of Scarab in 2020 just keeps on going. Boy, does it. It's like uh, a thing that keeps going. Um, yeah, it, it should well. be all sorts of exciting. Hey, maybe we can get you out there to Scarab this year, huh? What, me? Nah, I don't usually do big crowds. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But until then, how about this? On May 11th at Firefly Toys and Games in Columbia, South Carolina, we'll be hosting a game day. Stop on by and play some stuff with us. Heck yeah, I want to play some stuff. Hey, what kind of stuff are you going to have? Well, we're going to have D&D, Pathfinder, Starfinder, a selection of board games, and a few other RPGs. And hey, some of those might even be run by some of the hosts of the Swarmcast. And by that, you mean you, of course, right? Well, I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But all of this and more. Ah, Richard Moore's gonna be there? Well, um, I don't know. I can't, I can't vouch for whether or not he'll be there or if he's even listening to this. But games will be running from around noon until midnight. That sounds pretty awesome. When's that date again and where can I find out about this again? You should go and check out Firefly Toys and Games on Facebook for their uh, event announcement, wow. which should either be up right now or soon. But anyway, check them out. It's going to be a blast and we'll see you there May 11th Firefly Toys and Games Game Day. Yeah! Game on, everybody! Ha! <sighs> well, everybody, the show's finally over. That's it. You can go back to your normal life again, though it's probably never gonna be the same. You can find the Swarmcast podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Tell us what you think. Heck. Give us a good review on either iTunes and Tuned In, Stitcher. Heck, I think we're putting stuff out on YouTube now, if that's kind of your thing. Anyway, subscribe, like, whatever, all through those different guys. Or you can grab the RSS feed from our website, which is swarmcastpodcast.com. That's all one word. And you can also email us at swarmcastpodcast, again, one word, at gmail.com. Why not? Or you can leave us a message at area code 803. 
470-4439. And we'll probably play it on the air if you're lucky. Maybe. <laughs> so, until next time, keep on gaming. And when you think of Toast, think of me. <laughs> Music on the Swarmcast podcast is by iFightDragons at iFightDragons.com. MC Lars at MCLars.com, the droids at droidsmusic.bandcamp.com, and Steampowered Giraffe at steampoweredgiraffe.com. Oh, 
Ice cream man, give him a hand The greatest man in all the land Give him your hand, he has scoops for hands The ice cream scooping man A freezer box chest, fastest scoop in the west His ice cream is the best It's no contest and might I suggest It's his ice cream to ingest he has all your favorite flavors like butter, rumple, butterberry. Give me more of double, triple dip, dinosaur, cherry, rumple, dumple, happy sprinkle, shoe cream pie, platypus surprise. Hey guys, did I hear something about an ice cream parade? Oh no, it's fine. We're done with that now. Oh. Now we're having a horse adventure. Let's have a horse adventure, let's have a horse adventure Everyone loves a horse adventure, tell you all Let's have a horse adventure, let's have a horse adventure Everyone loves a horse adventure, tell you all Tell you all My horse is a pegacorn with wings and horn of gold Mine is the six who sleep near the Norse horse of old. And my horse is the greatest horse, but it's not really a horse at all. It's more like a tortilla on top of another tortilla, filled with gooey cheese and fresh salsa too. They forgot my sour cream. You can't ride a quesadilla. Uh, sure you can. Check it out. Yeah.